Psalm 10.13 Why does the wicked renounce God and say in his heart, You will not call to account? Just to recap where we've been in this psalm, Psalm 10. We have in verses 1 and 2 a proclamation of distress. And there's this experience of God standing at a a distance, of God being concealed. And so the psalmist cries out for God to um, judge the prideful with the devices that they themselves use to pursue the poor. And then verses 3 to 11 are just an unpacking of the audacity of wicked people in their inward being, in their speech, and in their actions. And then verse 12 is the beginning of this plea for vindication. And so the the psalmist calls upon God to act on behalf of the poor against the prideful, against those who are taking advantage of them. And then in verse 13, there's kind of a, a summary of all of verses 3 to 11. On account of what have the wicked treated God with scorn? The wicked one says in his heart, God will not pursue. And so that's that's the underlying motivation behind everything that the wicked person thinks, says, and does in verses 3 to 11. What's underneath the wicked person's actions is their thought that God will not pursue. God will not call to account. They think that God has either left the world or doesn't have power to act on behalf of his people. And so the the righteous person here, the psalmist, is calling upon God to act and saying, For what reason, God, have you allowed those in this world to go on thinking that you are not in control? I think that that's the uh, low-hanging fruit in this verse, so to speak, for us in our own prayers. When we look at a world full of brokenness, when we look at a world full of Uh, wickedness and injustice, when we look at a world where uh, the, the wicked go on and they keep flourishing and the righteous are suffering, when we look at that world, we can go to the Lord and say, Oh God, they think that you will not call them to account. Oh God, they think that you have left the world. Oh God, they, they think that they can do whatever they want without consequence. Act, rise up. Lift up your hand. Don't forget the poor. And uh, underneath that call upon God, that request, is a a truth. And it's a truth that God acts for his own name's sake. God acts for his own name's sake. What do I mean by that? I mean that God doesn't... God isn't a genie that just does what we want when we want him to. And God isn't, um, God isn't just responding uh, kind of willy-nilly to our requests. But instead, God acts according to his own greatness, his own glory, his own honor. 
Psalm 143 verse 11 reads, For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. Psalm 25, 11, For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Psalm 23, 3, He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So what are all of those verses getting at? They're getting at this idea uh, that the psalmist is calling him in verse 13 to call these wicked people to account because you are God and you are great and we want your name to be praised. And right now they're not. They're ignoring you. They're acting against your will flagrantly, unrepentantly. So call them to account, not just for our good, but for your glory. So that's how we can pray. Oh God, as we look out at this world and we see injustice, we see wickedness. We see it in our own hearts and then we see it in our countries and around the world. Oh God, not just for our good. We, we know it would be for our good, but not just for our good, we pray, but for your glory for the praise of your greatness amongst the entire world and in our hearts we ask god that you would come call the wicked to account in jesus name amen that is psalm 10 verse 13